Right, morning again. Children, you might want to stop colouring now because we're going to have something to do in a moment. just want to set the scene to start with. We're going to be thinking about an important question today. Who is my neighbour? Jesus was asked that question. Let's read about it in Luke, starting in chapter 10 rather, starting at verse 25. Let's read it together. So children, you'll have to put your pencils down so as you can read along with us. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is it written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Right. So who asked Jesus that question? An expert in the law. Thank you. It says he wanted to test Jesus. I found a really helpful sermon online um, that was written by people from Compassion International. That's the charity that sponsor children across the world. I'm going to quote from that. It says, in other words... This man who knew the Old Testament and Jewish law backward and forward, inside and out, was trying to trip Jesus up. When the man said, what do I have to do to earn earn eternal life? How did Jesus respond? He turned to him and effectively he said, you're the expert in the law. What do you tell me what it says? The law that Jesus referred to there is the law of Moses, the first five books of our Old Testament. So the expert recites what Jesus calls in Matthew 22, the greatest and the second greatest commandments. Let's read them again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus effectively is saying, you've got it. Do these two things, love God with your whole being and love your neighbor as yourself and you will live. That's it. Pure and simple. Discussion over, right? No. The expert in the law wasn't about to let it go at that. He was determined to ask Jesus a question he couldn't answer. So he said, okay, Jesus, tell me, who is my neighbor? Now, the person that wrote this sermon, I love this next bit. He says, I can just imagine the the expert folding his arms across his chest. Okay, so tell me, who's my neighbor? Really smug look on his face. Got you now, Jesus. You're not going to answer this, are you? And then he says, I can imagine Jesus looking him square in the eyes, taking a deep breath and saying, 
a man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jesus tells a parable. Rather than just read it, though, I thought we could act it out. So kids, you've really got to put your pencils down now. Any kids, any adults who feel like they're still kids and want to join in, come and join us at the front. We're going to act out the parable. Right. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. I thought perhaps you could be the man who's going down the road, all right? He knows this is a really dangerous road. So how would you be? We're all going to do everything. Right. How are you going to feel? You're walking down a road that is notorious for being... So you've probably got something you're carrying... I don't know, maybe you've got something over your back. Maybe you're on a donkey or leading a donkey. Do you think you're just sort of walking along nonchalantly? Or are you going to be looking around, see if there's anyone coming? That's the worry. You think you might die if somebody comes along. So you're walking down the road. So walk along. And suddenly you notice there's some strange people up the hill. And they come rushing down. And they attack you. And they, so you can all lay on the floor. He's attacked you. Adults, you don't have to if you don't want to. (laughs) And he's attacked. These robbers have attacked you and they've left you for dead. Not very nice, is it? That's not the end of the story. A priest happened to be going down the the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Okay, let's be priests this time. Right. So we are priests. Priests were very important in Jewish society. And he probably has a very important job he's about to do. So you come walking down. So you'll have to be back here a bit. Start here. And you start walking along the road, very importantly. And you notice the man. And you probably make a face. And walk on the other side of the road as if you haven't noticed him. Well done. Poor man is still laying on the floor half dead. So to a Levi, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. A Levite was also very important in Jewish society, the sort of people that people looked up to. How does he react? He comes along, he sees the man. You might be reading something important or doing something important. And he sees the man and he immediately crosses over, won't have anything to do with you. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. Right, do you want to come where the man was? And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He gets off his donkey and he <laughs> uses wine and, and um, oil. And it says the reason he would have done that is it would have cleaned his wounds and the, oil, uh, the wine would have been antiseptic on his wounds. Then he put the man on his own donkey, so very carefully lift him up. (laughs) Sorry, Katie, you've become a donkey. Right, so he's on his donkey and he takes him to an inn and then you take care of him there. So you probably get him laying down comfortably in a bed. That's it, that's the inn, Katie, you're there. You don't have to go any further. And you make sure he's comfortable and looked after. 
The next day, he took out two denarii. That would have been quite a lot of money in those days. Gave them to the innkeeper saying, look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. How kind is that? Anybody tell me why that is really special bit of the story that it was the Samaritan that was the one who looked after him? Noah, the Jews. Yeah, the Israelites and the Samaritans didn't get on. It was their enemy that took pity on him. The Samaritans and the Jews did not get on and wouldn't have anything to do with each other. So the fact that it's a Samaritan that stopped, it's a Samaritan that helped him, is what's really special in this story. Jesus asks, so he's now back, we're back to Jesus talking to the expert in the law again. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So Jesus' answer to that first question, who is my neighbor, was to tell this story that we've just acted out. So my question to us this morning is, who is my neighbor? Who is it exactly that Jesus calls us to love just as much as we love ourselves? I'd like you to have a little time of discussion around the tables. So do you want to go back to the tables and have a little discussion just for a few moments? Who is your neighbor? Anybody got any brilliant ideas? Hands up. It really isn't a difficult question, is it? Oliver, who is my neighbor? Anybody's your neighbor. Thank you. Anybody? Any other answers? Thanks, Oliver. Let me quote again from that sermon that I said about. Just like 2,000 years ago, the question for us today is, who is my neighbor? The parable of the Good Samaritan gives us the answer. It's simple. Like the man on the side of the road, our neighbor is anyone in need that we are in a position to help. Anybody in need is our neighbor. So now we know that. We know who our neighbor is, anybody that we feel we need to help. How do we show love to them? And discuss that again. How do we show love? What ways can we show love to our neighbor? Anybody got any thought? How, how do we show love to our neighbor? Any thoughts on this table? Being there for them. Listening to them. That's good. Yep. Helping. Yep. Anybody, anything else? Well, Oliver is on fire today. <laughs> He's coloring and putting his hand up. It's more than most of you are doing. Two things more than a lot are doing. Uh, if they're poor, you can um, you can give them a place. Uh, you can give them food and water, and uh, you can give them a place to um, stay. You can. That's lovely. Yeah. What about if you don't have anywhere they can stay, or you don't happen to have food and water on you at that moment? How can we also because I don't know about you, I don't often see someone who's poor and hungry. Just You don't often, around here, just see people who need that. 
How can we help people like that, Katie? We can pray for them. Yeah, lovely. We can give. How can we give? Through charities, yep. Anything else? Through food bank. Volunteering. Some people here do volunteer at food bank. There's other things you can volunteer with. Sometimes it's just showing people where to go for help. Yeah, absolutely. So many ways that we can show our love to other people. Do you know there are over 560 verses in Scripture about our responsibility to help people in need? Here are just three of them. Proverbs 14.31, whoever is kind to the needy honors God. 1 John 3.17, if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. The sermon that I spoke of from Compassion says, God has a heart for the poor and he wants us to have one too. More than that, like the Good Samaritan, he wants us to move beyond having a heart for the poor and just feeling pity for their condition to taking action on their behalf. In his name, he wants us to be his hands and feet and voice for those in need. He wants us to be their champions. I like the way the great theologian John Stott puts it. The perspective of scripture is not the survival of the fittest, but the protection of the weakest. There are many ways we can help people in need, aren't there? And I'm sure there were many other things being said around the tables. Giving to food bank is so important, especially right now. Doing something like sponsoring a child through compassion or other charities we as a church sponsor little Mikias, don't we? There's things like that you can do. Sending money via Andy to, for Sudanese Bibles so that people who've never had a Bible can own one. That's showing our love. Making friends with someone at school who doesn't look like they've got any friends. That's showing love. Visiting elderly people in your street. All the things that we thought of are ways of showing our love to our neighbour. So many ways to show them we love them as much as we love ourselves. Let's remember Jesus' words, go and do likewise. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word Thank you, Lord, for this parable that we've read that Jesus told. And we scoff at that expert in the law, but sometimes we can be so like him, wanting to justify ourselves 
as to why we don't do things. But Jesus, in that parable, says we should have pity. We should have mercy. Go and do likewise. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be your hands and your feet and your voice to the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.